This is Jimmy Scroggins. I'm the lead pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you tired of going to conferences, reading books, and listening to speakers who tell you how to do church when you know that you cannot do what they are recommending? You've come to the right place on our podcast. We're going to give you principles, strategies, and ideas that you can implement right now with the resources you have at your church because this is church for the rest of us. Hello, Church for the Rest of Us listeners. Jimmy Scroggins here, and today I'm joined once again by Bev Bonner and Kim Wells. These ladies work with connections and groups at all of our family church campuses. They are here today to talk about the most important thing that we do at Family Church. Our number one metric is what, ladies? First connection. First, First connection. connection. Bev and Kim, so glad to have you with us today. Let's talk. start with you, Kim. Kim, what is First Connection. Yeah. So really, in a sentence, First Connection is the system that we developed to help people identify the next step in their spiritual journey. And whether that's a salvation, uh, baptism, membership, um, some combination of all of that, or um, getting in a small group on a serve team, this is the gateway where we're able to help them identify that and help them take that next step. There's really several things that we aim to do there through that time. First, we identify guests. And we talked earlier in another podcast about capturing guests. And as much as we'd like people to flow in the process that we develop, the reality is sometimes they skip steps and show up at First Connection and it's the first time we've identified them. They do their own thing. They, they're on their own plane. <laughs> and, uh, but that's okay. I mean, this is a, another way to be able to do that. So Another we, hook in the water. You got it. Identify those guests. The next thing, which I, I led with, is just identifying that next step. And we do that by hearing from them and in a very intentional way to be able to identify that with them so that they can really get a greater connectivity to the church. And I think, honestly, Bev, you've been, you've been at it a lot longer than I have, not to make any comment about how old you are well, but you on did. the air. Oh but you gosh. did. You already she did. went there in the first two Shoot, minutes of this podcast. Shooting it's the crazy. arrows over. But with all that wisdom, you've really been at it a long time. Maybe you could <laughs> share, share some oh, of that. Thanks. Man, the emphasis there. I know. I, all right, Beth, tell us about where we've been on First Connection, because tell them what we mean by First Connection. What is it? Kim talked about what it's for, and then how do we get to this iteration of it? Well, that's quite a story, and it has taken on a lot of different forms throughout the years. And honestly, Jimmy, before you ever came, I had something really, really simple version called First Look. And it was almost just like an orientation. We told you what all we did at Family Church. But, you know, during the years without a pastor, that was what we needed to use. But when you came on to us in like 2008, right? Seems yeah. like a lot longer than yeah, that. I know. It's now, been the longest uh, 10 years but of your when you life. Came, when you came on in 2008... What we did, if you remember, we sat down and had a conversation about what do we need to do to draw this to a point of real purpose and not just an orientation. And we really wanted people not just to hear about us, but we wanted to begin to hear about their complete story and then figure out how we could really engage them in the life at church. And we tied membership to First Connection. So we started out doing First Connection. It was a class that I taught. Uh, The class went on for like an hour and a half. I love that. I love talking about the history of our church. It actually included actually a physical tour on foot. We would walk around the buildings, all of the buildings that we had, and we would walk around. We had a lot more than we do now. a lot more than we do now. But we'd walk around all of those buildings, show everybody, talk about our history, and and really talk about our history from 1901 and, and do that. And 
then the more we did that for quite some time and we would do a story at the end of that class time but we were doing it during one of our services right and our service went for generally an hour and 15 hour and a half and we would do the class time during that and then we would have the lunch right after it and we really found that we were missing a lot of the guests that we really needed to capture. Yep, that's right. And um, why was that? Well, because most of our guests were in that second service. They wanted to come they to the They wanted service. to come to the service. Right. That's why they showed and, up. And we'd get on the phone and we'd call them invite in First Connection. We'd say, hey, well, you know, for this particular week, you could come to our first service and sit in the service and then come to First Connection and then do lunch. Hard they still wouldn't do, do it. Yeah, they still wouldn't do it. do it. And in our minds, we kept thinking, my goodness, you know, we're actually going to do this where if we do it after the service, they're actually going to be going home later in the day. Right. And we thought that was worse for them. But no, they love it. That's what they prefer. They don't, they don't miss the service. They come. But what it did cause us to do was to really look at our content and tweak the material down to what really did matter. And, you know, we've learned that over time. I can remember back in the day when we had a six-week class, and then years later, we went to a four-week class. And then when right. I started doing the first look, it was an orientation, and then First Connection was a one-time class. Well, now, I love teaching all of the doctrine, what our church believes. And in my mind, I really thought that mattered to people. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But here we are in South Florida, and after a few years of doing it, I started realizing, well, they want to hear the basics. That right. we do believe in God and we believe in Jesus and we believe in the Trinity and salvation. But beyond that, they really don't want to get down into the details of our doctrine. And it just, they would gloss over, you know, their eyes right. would begin to gloss over. So we just, we began tweaking that material. And finally, we've landed at a place where we actually do our, they come in, they get lunch, we sit at the tables. And while they're eating lunch, we present all of the material. Right. And and then we'll get into some of the other parts and pieces of that later. But it but it's interesting that really what they want to do is get the feel for family church, and that's more of what we've really really tried to do at this point. Yeah, and let me just be very clear to our listeners. Okay, so basically what this is, is a membership class. Some of you guys may have a new members class or some kind that's of right. a new members orientation. That's what we're talking about. It's a class that concisely presents the doctrine, the beliefs, and the programs of Family Church, introduces them briefly to some of our staff and volunteers. It gives them an opportunity to hear the basics of what we believe, but also the basics of what we would expect from a member. They're, we're able to share with them the requirements, the bedrock requirements of membership, you know, conversion and a, and a baptism, a willingness to get involved and that sort of thing. And so we're presenting all of this information to them at at a lunch. Now, what also happens in this, which I think is crucial, is we create what we call a bottleneck conversation right here. That's We've true. talked about that in, in a previous podcast. Bottleneck conversation means we get these people, they come to First Connection, they sign up, we're serving them lunch, we're taking care of their kids, we're sharing with them some information, but we reserve some time for a trained volunteer who's sitting at their table eating a meal with them to hear their story. So we try to engage a story. And what's awesome at Family Church is we have people from all over the map. So there's a lot of people who come to First Connection who've never been involved in a church before ever. Some of them, maybe they were involved in a Catholic church or they were nominal Episcopalians growing up, so they know something about religion, but they've never been involved in an evangelical church, certainly not a, a Southern Baptist church like ours. And so we're able to hear their story. Hey, tell us about how you came to know the Lord. We want to find out if they're converted. If not, we want to try to lead them to the Lord right there at the table. 
Tell us about your baptism story. Have you ever been baptized? Lots of them say, yeah, sure. When I was a baby or whatever, we want to hear their story. We want to talk to them about baptism. We want to talk to them about church membership. This is a bottleneck conversation and it's so vital. Now, Kim, tell me, because you're so vital in creating this meeting in this environment, what are some of the keys that actually make it successful? Yeah, I think really one of the things um, when we take a class that's four, six weeks, one of the challenging things was tracking like how many times people came to that class right. and if they missed the third or the fourth or how do you keep up with all of that? Right. And so the first key obviously was taking it to a one shot deal. And I know that that meant we gave up a little bit, but I think we added a lot more. The other thing we did is a consistent time. First Connection is the first Sunday of every month. Uh, we made it very simple. And it, what's great about that is that you say it and say it and say it, and then your teams start to see it and say it. Just this year, um, it was so funny to me this, we had a, a fourth grader over in... Um, <laughs> Um, the kids grader. ministry, right. who had another fourth grader. He was in the class together. It was his uh, a guest fourth grader. And the member fourth grader says to him, hey, you got to stay for First Connection. You need to tell your mom that it's the first Sunday of the month. You need to stay for First Connection. <laughs> And so mom comes to pick up her son and her son says, no, no, you, you got to go. I'm going to stay here for a little bit longer. You're going to First Connection. And then this other little boy starts telling her what it is. And she's, you know, okay, I'll go to that. And so she comes over to where we are and starts telling us that. And so what that said to us is that that consistent time is just vital. It permeates every area of our ministries and it just gives everyone the same thing to say. They know first Sunday of the month is his first connection. And that's true across all of our campuses. Yeah. So that really lets us tell. And, and I love that too, because, you know, I have different people that I'm bringing to church personally that I'm witnessing to out in the community. And they'll say to me, hey, I've been to church several times. What's the next step for us? And I'll say, mm -hmm. well, you need to come to first connection. Well, when is that? It's the first Sunday of the month. And I love it because they always, because I'll say that and they'll go, oh my gosh, well, the first Sunday of the month is November. Oh, I'm going to be out of town that week. Like, no problem. It's the first Sunday of every month. That's right. That's so you're right. going to have it in December? Yeah. And January and February until Jesus returns. That's <laughs> right. right. So, and so. you know, it's easy, Jimmy, for all of us as staff members to talk about things that we're doing because we're in it every day. But That's when right. you've got volunteers that come and they serve on the weekend and we've got so much information flying around our church, but for every volunteer and honestly, every church member, there is no doubt in their mind First Connection is on the first Sunday of the month. every campus. So what they're doing, and we've given them the yeah, liberty, yeah. invite people to come with you. And they have That's a confidence huge. because they That's know huge. when it is. And so it's that taken was, us 10 years yeah. <laughs> of doing it the first Sunday of the month. For yeah. them to finally and get it. And I think it. everybody about now is sort of yeah. figuring out, hey, don't they? Right. So Kim, what are some other keys uh, in terms of creating this thing? Sure. It work? The environment for us was, was it really important. We are family church. And so we felt like when people came to the kind of the, the intro to family church, that it should feel like a family atmosphere. Yes. And so we intentionally have round tables where people sit around together to engage in conversation. We try to serve um, a hot meal, you know, at every campus that can certainly look a little different, but the, the heart behind it's going to be the same, that it would be a nice meal that they can engage in conversation. And that um, honestly, that we have teams of people that, that are trained, that can do it from, so every element from serving the food to the table leaders that are engaged at the tables, that every bit of that is seamless and that everyone's saying the, the same things. Yeah. And then, then there's the actual presentation, which is a huge part of it. And again, Jimmy, like we talked about earlier, we're constantly trimming and tweaking and trying to figure out what do we really need to say. And we have some things that we say at every family church, but then we really try to get to the neighborhood campus part of this. And right. so that campus pastor may 
talk about the ministries they have at their church and what they offer. And that may be different at one campus than it is at another campus. And so uh, the content, though, is really key. And what happens is we've really tried to go with the story theme because, and I'll talk to this in just a minute about how we've tried to guard that time. But if we can theme the fact that family church is about stories. Yes. And, yeah. and you know that you've, you know, you walk into the room and the very first thing that we're going to do when we introduce and, and begin opening up our time is we're going to say, hey, we're glad you're here today. Let me tell you a little bit about my story. And right. we start to do that or the campus pastor does and tells a little bit about their story, maybe how they got here and maybe even something about how they got engaged in the life of a church right. at some point along their way. Then they'll say, and in just a minute, you're going to hear the story of Family Church, and we actually play a video that's shown the history of our churches and planting churches and, and how we're moving out into the community. And then we tell them, and at the end, we want to hear your story. So that story word it is really themed it, it matters, and it, yeah. it's it's themed throughout it. It's the it's really the driving thing for us. So that that's one key element. The other thing is that when the the table host, when we went to having the class and the table host all in one after the service, it allowed for our table host not to just sit and connect with guests, but I'm telling you, Sunday after Sunday, once a month, they are hearing the DNA of our church. So every table host knows our mission, our vision, our core values. And again, you know, they're not staff, they're not in it every day, but because they come every month and they're table host, they could probably teach that as well as we do. And it begins to ooze family church and all of those volunteers, which is really a cool thing. And so we've tried to, we're, so we're training up leaders and it's a part of the leadership pipeline. In fact, Kim, you remember not just recently in one of our new churches where we're going to be launching in February, we sent several people out to that church that live right around that neighborhood church, and many of them are table hosts from First Connection, and they wanted to go. Right, and and they're yeah, going to they, be a part made, of that. It made it to be easy um, leaders to launch because they, like you said, they had been hearing it and they could they could speak it, and then not only that, when they launched First Connection at that campus, now that that campus pastor or director has table leaders that are trained and ready right. to go, and they they know the DNA of our church, no doubt, but. When we get down to the end of this, and so if you're even thinking about doing this at your church and doing some type of orientation class, membership class, something, I would tell you the heart of First Connection, and and it's my favorite time of the day, and I always end up just stepping back and taking a picture or doing something when we're having First Connection, because the minute we say, okay, now we've told you all about family church, and we've got people at the tables that want to hear your story they want to help you take the next step. They're either involved in serving or in a group. They want to hear your story, and they want to help you take your next step. I love hearing that room. It's buzzing with conversations, yeah. but we have reserved about a third of our time for the story time. Yeah, and that's so important, creating the the platform for someone else. You know, we found that by the time somebody takes the step of actually coming to this meeting, they've sat down, they've had a meal, they've met some really nice people. Right. They've seen a really... Uh, concise but impressive presentation. And then when you turn and say, hey, now we really want to hear from you, it's amazing. We just don't have people uh, clam up. They, no. they don't, I don't want, <laughs> they by don't. the time they're there, they actually would like to tell you their story because they've had some thoughts as they've 
been through all of this. And one of the things that I would like our listeners here, because it's easy for some of you guys to hear this and think, oh my gosh, if I just had, you know, if I was as big as family church and I had their resources and I had a Bev and a Kim that could do all this for me, then of course, and I had a video and I had a book, then of course we could do this. I'm telling you, you can do this, your version of it, at the church where you are with the resources that you have, and you could do it right now. And the reason this is so valuable, I actually learned this from Mark Dever. Mark Dever is a friend of mine. He's a pastor at a church called Capitol Hill Baptist Church in Washington, D.C. And Mark said, Jimmy, he said, the number one thing you do when you go to a new church, he told me this in 2008, you've got to grab a hold of your membership process. Your membership mm-hmm. process will dictate your ability to grow, how you grow, who you grow with, and what you're building when it comes to discipleship. And he was so right. And that conversation I had with him in 2008 is what has driven all of this forward. Now, of course, Bev and Kim have taken it and just run with it far beyond what I could have ever done. But that is the idea. And so no matter what size church you are, no matter what your setting is, I would encourage you to make some type of class, some type of event like this, a bottleneck conversation where you can begin to take a hold of your membership process and drive it. Hey, uh, Kim, talk to us a little bit about kind of the scalability of this, because we have multiple campuses. Like, so, so at our downtown campus, we would have 40 to 60 people uh, once a month. But at some of our campuses, we have less than 10 just about every mm-hmm. month because they're, they're campuses of 200 or less. Talk to us about the scalability of it. Yeah, so really the heart behind First Connection is connecting people to the ministry. That's and right. so if that if you have four people in your uh, First Connection or you have, like you said, 40, 50 people in the First Connection, your goal is still the same. You want to you connect with them, find out where they are, and get them to the next place. And so regardless of the size of the campus, you're able, we're able to accomplish that. The other thing is coming out of First Connection, yeah. um, there's, a, there's a huge follow-up yeah, process. What next? It is. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk actually in a, in a podcast by itself, just right. the follow-up process of First Connection. But I think the important thing that's attached to that is that it creates first connection for us is a filter mm-hmm. that that enables us to really connect with people who want to connect with us. We'll have 1,500 people at all our campuses go through first connection, but that's just a fraction of the guests that have come to our campuses. Right. Right. And so you know we are we're limited people with limited ability to 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 reach everyone and so we know that we don't have the bandwidth to go after every guest that comes on our campus but we put this out there this first connection and it enables somebody who to really take a step towards us right. that wants more than just information or to just visit family church they really want to be connected and so we we just feel like this particular um, event enables us to put the people that want to be connected and then to the connectors and puts we're able to do system, that puts them in the system yeah, absolutely and again yeah. the thing that's so crucial Bev, is that no matter whether it's a large campus of thousands or a smaller campus of 100 or less that's right this still works, and it's part of how we how we drive it. Well, and, and really the key thing here, Jimmy, is that all of us are shepherds. And that, yeah. at the heart of every one of us, that's, that's what key. we're trying to do with people. Good. And this is an intentional, like you described earlier, bottleneck, a place where we're actually sitting down. They're taking time at a meal. I mean, how many times do you go to church and somebody spends 40 minutes with you right. over a meal, talking through your stories, initially when you visit a church, that just doesn't normally happen. And so when we do that, it opens the door for all kinds of things. Just this past Sunday, we had, was it a lady from our Next Steps team who normally serves on Next Steps? And we we talked about that in a podcast before, but she's on our Next Steps team and she had met 
this guest. Well, she ends up at First Connection, and she's at the table with this girl who's a guest, and she begins talking to her. And I walk by there, and before long, this lady is sitting at the table, pouring out her heart, weeping. And I watch, and immediately both their heads start bowing, and they're praying, and she's praying to receive Christ at the table. And it's just incredible because then now what we do is from that, we're able to take Alicia and we're able to follow up with her and we're able to get her into discipleship all because we've got this recorded at a place where she sat down, talked with someone, right. it's written down. And now as shepherds, we're able to take those next steps with her, get her discipled and get her into a new class we'll have kicking off. And and it just helps us in our process all along the way. And every t- every single time we have these first connections, we have people saved every month at these That's first right. connections. Right. We have people who we need to follow up because they're not believers yet, right. and they're they're thinking about it. We have people who make the decision and sign up for baptism every single time we do First Connection. We have people join our church. I mean, and we have people, we actually have people opt out. So there are other people who come, yes. the bottleneck conversation works the other way, and they kind of say, whoa, 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 if that's what you guys are trying to get me to do, I, I don't want anything to do with that. And they're, they're at step out of the process, which also helps us. Because yeah, sure. Well, and I'll it, tell you, it, one clarity, of the things that, yeah. that we've seen, too, is it really helps people to sit down and have that conversation. And we have seen couple after couple get in line with pursuing oh God's design for their marriage because they had a conversation at yeah. a table. With well, them they show up. Right? That's a great point, too. And this is where we have opportunities to have a conversation with people. Maybe they're gay and a gay couple comes sits in there. Maybe that maybe it's a, a single mom. Uh, who's who's a lesbian or whatever, and she, but she brings her kids to family church. Well, at this, we have an opportunity to talk to her about, hey, what is God's design for you, and how can That's we right. help you move towards that? Uh, we have people, tons of people, every single <laughs> month coming in there, uh, couples that are living, living together, together, but they're not married, but, they, hey, they want to join family church or they want to b- get baptized or whatever. And this is where the bottleneck conversation helps us push people That's and right. lure them and woo them and try to persuade them for, of God's design for their for their That's lives, right. and these bottleneck conversations are the only way that we can do it. Now, Bev, we always kind of thought that for somebody to come to First Connection, hey, maybe they'll come the first time they come to church or the second time. We thought they'd come, we'd invite them, we have these little next steps after the end of every service. But really, it's been really strange to see how this has evolved it, and it how is. long it takes for people in today's culture to come and do something like First Connection. Well, and, and that's all over the map, Jimmy. I think that there are some people that it takes them probably six months to even fill out a Get Connected card. No doubt. You know? And then there's some people that'll fill it out the first Sunday. We've had people that, like Kim said earlier, sometimes we identify a first-time guest and they come to First Connection. They'll come within the first couple of months, but then it's like after they've come a first couple of months, they settle into this pattern and they'll come to church for years before they'll end up coming to First Connection. Sometimes because they're not ready to make a commitment, sometimes because maybe it's a sticky thing about baptism and they've been in our church long enough to know that's what it is. And we had a family recently that... How long have they been coming? Ten, Ten years. Ten years. And we have pursued them every way. Their kids have been baptized and have joined our church, but they weren't ready yet as parents. <laughs> they finally came yeah. to First Connection. Yeah. yeah. And so we have that all over the map, but our key is that we just know. So we can't really determine when is the key time they're going to come. Some of them come the first time they come to church. Some of them come 10 years later. So what we do is we just constantly, it is part of our language. We invite, we invite. If you're coming to family church, one of the things you do at some point is you come to First Connection. So we're just 
Always uh, inviting. So we meet somebody. About it. Two questions. That's Have you right. Filled out a get connect the card. Have you ever been? That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, and actually inviting people, you know, in every service when we have first connection. You know, I think culturally we really are very impulsive. I mean, the grocery that's stores right. have figured it out, and that's why there's candy bars and soda right when you're checking out because they know what I'm hungry. I'm going to yeah. grab one of those. And so, really, well, they just, just put to, those there for me. Yeah. To, so one of the things like people think, well, you have to have like this reservation system, and if they don't reserve or, or RSVP, then there's not going to be a place for them. And we're, we really just plan the opposite. We say we're going to anticipate that every first connection there's going to be people that will decide that day that moment to go ahead and come to first connection so we plan for that and inevitably we'll have um, half the people that did RSVP show up and then another half of the people that didn't will show up and, and one way or the other everybody gets work out fed and, and, it, yeah. and uh, shout out to Don Ramones out. for the rice and beans <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right Don Ramones yeah. is a restaurant where we order our food hey you know you know one of the things I love about this too is is the opportunity that we have whether it's their first time to family church or they've been coming here a long time all of them are going to get in the same bottleneck conversation with a, with a group of trained volunteers or staff members who are really sincerely interested in them and helping them pursue right. God's design for their lives. Hey, Bev and Kim, thanks so much again for coming in today. And we would like to invite all of our listeners to come to First Connection. So if you're listening, say, I want to see what that looks like. When are you going to have First Connection? Well, we're going to have it every single month at every campus, first Sunday of the month till Jesus returns. So we would love for you to come and join up with us. You can sign up online or call us. You can register online at gofamilychurch.org. Feel free to call us at the church. We're going to put our First Connection book, that's our content, and the presentation that we do on the screens in our show notes, so you can look at it just as an example. None of that stuff is copyrighted. You can take it at your church. You can put your own church's logo on it or modify it to fit you and use it as is if you like. We'd love for you to do that. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to get your feedback. We'd love to learn from you if you think you can contribute because we want to improve on what we are doing, Velcroing in guests and helping them take next steps. So why don't you join with us next week as we conclude this series on connecting with guests. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or Check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you too. Hey, until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.